Welcome back to episode seven of the podcast. I'm here with Leon and Andy, and we're so excited today to have Ashley. She is a registered dietitian, so we are going to have the most juicy conversation today at all things nutrition. <laughs> Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you found it here from across town. Yes, thank God. I know we live in the middle of the bush here. Yeah. But it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I love all the green space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy's just come from the dog show. Yes. Dog show day. It's a bit like bodybuilding dog show. <laughs> right. Has honey so, been cutting? No, yeah, no. So what no, I do? All so I prep her. So I cut her. <laughs> oh my god. And then as the show approaches, I then increase her food. To fill her back out, and then like increase a, a little bit of fat. <laughs> so wow. we increase the fat so her coat gets a bit nicer. Because yeah. oh, we don't want her going into a show too heavy, because I've done that before, where we've overfilled her. And the judge looks at her and goes, she's she a bit, fat. Yeah, she's <laughs> a bit fat. So it's better to bring her in smaller and fill her up as the show comes first. So Tubeless wow. didn't do too well at the dog show. Wow. Yeah, you might yeah, get a cute <laughs> prize, I suppose, yeah. Shortest, yeah. shortest leg prize. <laughs> Well, actually, this could be a new venue. I guess. Dog nutrition, right? Yeah. I take my dog nutrition seriously. We raw feed, balance, like, you know, using the liver. Well, we we top, we nose to tail feed, so we slaughter a goat. I get the bat leg. Oh, okay. The dogs and cats get pretty much everything else. Oh, jeez. Make sure we get some fur in their diet for the fibre, but we add, you know, a little bit of blended up cucumber. It's ah. a bit of moisture, but Cucumber. they don't. But dogs don't produce a lot of amylase, Cucumber. so they can't break down the carbs. Yeah. So, oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, well, I, I've got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dog nutrition. That's because I've seen future. a lot of um, people with huskies who raw feed. Yeah. So, so Malamutes, huskies. Generally, a lot yeah. of the working dogs do well with it because it's traditionally that's what they fed. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you know their bodies are sort of well geared and you know honey does great but all my dogs are raw fed the cats are raw fed I try to species specific feed all my animals so although honey my Malamute will go into the horse stables and eat the horse food and then that just like <laughs> that goes must, straight she through her well, she, <laughs> she, she eats everything yeah. she eats everything yeah. she does eat everything yeah. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she eats everything she's like the worst and she's a big dog she is, a big she dog. is. well we were just in the Mara and that's yes. always you interesting know, photos uh, your guys' photos oh my gosh yeah. so many cats we were, we were very lucky leopards. just she's she was gorgeous and she had a little cub and oh. I love yeah. cheetahs I've always thought a cheetah would be a good pet not yeah. saying anyone should have a pet cheetah, <laughs> yeah. but if you rescued one. Yeah. So I remember going up to, uh, I was up in Nanuki and you're stroking the cheetahs that are being rehabilitated. Wow. They purr like a they domestic do cat, yeah. but they act a bit like a dog. I thought this wow. is like the greatest pet ever. Yeah, oh so like they were saying <laughs> they're almost like the uncatalyst cat. Yeah, we were, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not very cat-like. They're different from lions and the yeah. leopards. Yeah, well, it was Leon's first time, and yeah, no, we kept saying everything. you were so right. lucky. You must be wow. like, excited. Because yeah. I saw the hunt. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, a cheetah hunt. That's awesome. And we were right there. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I mean, I saw your photos. Right like, that's insane. Yeah. And we just, too. there'd been some photographers in, waiting for hours. I hear the Impala tripped. Right? We just came and... Was meant to be. Yes, chasing. it tripped. So that's how she... It was a full Imagine it tripped. Like, I, I was ready yeah. with my camera and, like, they were going to pass and then it's like, oh, well... Because you don't know whose side to be on. As I said to Leon, it's a metaphor for life. True. Yeah. You just gotta keep going. If you trip, yeah. you're gonna get eaten. 
Yeah. Go, you go forward. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Good metaphor. Well, there we go. Well, she had cubs, so we were on her side. Yeah, yeah even the leopard had the cubs. It's a circle of life. It, it, nice is. it is. It's a circle yeah. of life for Wheel of Fortune. It really is. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then yeah. it was a big impala, so I'm sure the hyenas will eat. Yeah, everyone will eat. Well, insects nothing is wasted it goes yeah, into which the soil. Thing. yeah because it, it was sad after the cheetah caught it and was like i don't think i like the cheetah now yeah she did such a clean kill she did yes because yeah. the, the impala was huge yeah, yeah. and then you know let's go feed everyone and feed her cubs and you know yeah. and cheetahs not are dying off because of uh, the amount of other predators and a lot of uh, yeah no they do you know. they do there's too and, many and the guy said that was lion territory it was yeah she yeah, was yeah. deep in lion territory yeah, yeah. which the lion always over comes kills her cubs steals her food yeah. it's just hard being a cheetah it yeah. is very hard mm-hmm. yeah because you could see she was very like she was just all over the place very mm-hmm. not yeah, restless yeah because yeah. the hyenas and the mm-hmm. lions were on that area so. well and talking of nutrition it's interesting watching <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the elephants who just eat the whole day because yeah. their digestive system gosh. is so inefficient yeah. oh my god you know they, they they it's just in eat all day all night how much percentage their body weight system. wow i, think I didn't know that that's crazy yeah it is a lot but because of the rain, there's so much. Yeah, yeah so much. Say, so I've never seen it that green. So it's wow. the same up yeah, by me in the Vasha. Yeah. So yeah. I live in the Vasha. Ah. Um, it's crazy up there. And I was walking the dog last night and one hyena, two hyenas, three hyenas, four hyenas crossed oh in front of us. Yeah. Went into the chicken farm because <laughs> and then another big hyena came out. Bush looked at us and Loki looked at me like, I don't fancy this one. Yeah. And then I went into the <laughs> chicken farm. But we've been walking that same route, and the grass is really long, and honey's been growling at the bushes and stuff. So I think now the hyena, the hyena dens set up there, yeah. and I didn't realise this at the time. But because of all the green, because the grass is up to like waist height, mm. bushes are in full foliage, you can't see anything. anything. Yeah, that's also another thing. We saw a hyena den. Quite cute. You think they're no, cute? No, oh please. No, they I'm, I'm one of the no, people. Lion, like Lion really? King really spoiled my. I love like you see them and you're like, Lion King makes them out to be really like, bad guys. Yeah, and they're not. That's they're, in my head. Yeah, they're, 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 but here's the thing: they do more hunting apparently than lions in a lot of places because the lions are the biggest scavengers going. They just come bully every other animal for their kill. Hyenas are just back to front dogs. They're like they got their front back legs on the front. Yeah, the lions are just, really. they're just pretty. Like, they yeah. did nothing but lick each other, <laughs> roll around like cats, and then the male it was mating and just... Yeah, what, what life! Uh, what yeah, what life! <laughs> You're like... Gosh! No wonder people like the king of the jungle right? stuff. Right? They do nothing, it's just No, we decided feeding. Lord of the Savannah. Yeah, we changed yeah. it. Lord, because there's no jungle. We yeah, have we don't jungles. have... So, yeah, it's you Lord of the Savannah. You can say a tiger's king of the jungle. Yes, they yeah. can have that. Yeah, like, so anyway, it was a yeah. nice week. So. Yeah, I guess. You chilled so. though. How's that? How's that been for like recovery and mm. everything else? I Getting know. back to fitness. Well, we, <laughs> well, we didn't uh, do anything. Yeah, but Good. we were just talking That's about good. it, and safari yeah. is hectic, man. You wake up early, you sleep late. Yeah, and so food. There's so food much food. Food was amazing. Yeah, but deadly. did you, you get enough when you were actually out and about? I think so. Because yeah, I'd have. There was plenty of. I was on oats, plenty. muffins. Wow. 
egg frittatas and the everything uh, I love diet. Egg yeah. Like mine was, yeah. I was really like that's just breakfast. That wow, because you guys did a walking safari. You were on safari. holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we did. Well. That, that that walking safari. You did a walking. Yeah, that yeah. Good. Wow. with camels. Oh my How many gosh. steps a day were you guys putting in? It wasn't that 20, many. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but because yeah. it was yeah. so hot, you couldn't. Yeah, you can go too far. Yeah. Samburu. Beyond, um, beyond, oh yeah, but it's yeah. Samburu land, Milgis. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. but very, very pretty range. place. Yeah, enough yeah. Range, right? <coughs> yeah. But very hot, man. Jeez. Wow, it looked yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 It was. Cool. No. I'd like to have a day out on horseback safari because I like riding. So yeah, yeah. well, they yeah. do them in the Mara. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I can't do it anyway. Most mornings when I take my horses across the ranch, yeah, and there's yeah, like in yeah, parlour. The only things we don't have up that end. Leopards. Lions. No, we have leopards. <laughs> oh, nice. Leopards but not the close, yeah. too close to the house. I've done yeah. the forestry bit in mm. March. Um, no elephants. And no lions. Yeah. Right. Oh, and no, I mean, I'm not sure there's any cheetahs. I've never seen a cheetah, but you never know a cheetah. Yeah, yeah. cheetahs, yeah. Great. Well, I think let's get into it. So Ashley, tell us, tell us more about yourself. Yes, so I recently moved to Kenya, actually from the US this past August. Um, so I am a registered dietitian. So what does that mean? There's so many ideas of yes. how do you separate <laughs> nutritionists from registered dietitian. Um, so what that means is I have a four-year degree, um, a bachelor's degree in nutrition and science, um, bachelor's of arts actually, and then I did a year-long internship. So basically I did my clinical experience, my food service experience, my community rotations. So really got a taste of all the different ways that a registered dietitian can be involved in food. Um, so after that, then I qualified to take the national board exam in the United States. And so that's like how a registered nurse or a medical doctor, mm. they need to sit for their boards. I mean, it's yeah. that serious um, and so it was a three-hour test and so I passed thank three God hours. three hours I see in there like the pressure nice. is on yeah. um, so I got that and then so after that I officially um, got my license as a registered dietitian and then a licensed dietitian as well and so what I tell people is when they're working with a nutritionist we need to ask them what are your credentials did you go to school you know was it this online certificate you know really what is that because because I have my license, everything I talk about has to be based on science and has to be evidence-based. It's not my opinions, it's not the latest fad, um, and so really having my license mandates that I maintain the highest level of integrity. So many of the things we're gonna talk about today may seem crazy or absolutely polar opposite of what you hear by some influencers out there um, or by some other nutritionists out there, but I assure you that everything I talk about can be backed up by science um, you know, and a lot of the, you're probably wondering, okay, well, what research, you know, avenues do you use? So the World Health Organization, Mayo Clinic, I know that's in the U.S., but they're very highly regarded. Um, Harvard School of Public Health, um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, Medline, the National Institute of Health, Medscape, and then PubMed for all of those studies. So again, I just really want to set that and build that rapport with your audience because, again, many of the things we're going to talk about today during our myth-busting segment are probably going to be very different than what we see on social media and what we hear from a lot of nutritionists, I mean, truly around the world. I think it's important to remember with 
like registered dietitian is a medical professional. Correct. It's it, not like yes. you, you make down with Jim who says he's a nutritionist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It Thank is a you. medical <laughs> professional. It's yes. like, you know, like being a doctor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with, with more, no, but, yeah, but with more nutritional knowledge yes. of a doctor. You just yes. don't have the medical knowledge exactly. to do things. So you've exactly. got that other half of that coin. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm always like, people stay in your lane. You know, what you yeah. went to school for, stay in <laughs> yeah. your lane. I'll stay in my lane. You know, I would never, you know, go to a doctor that doesn't have their degree, right? That just claims to, hey, I have a certificate. Would you trust that doctor to treat <laughs> no, a serious sorry. illness that you have? No. So why are we going to these, you know, random nutritionists and think that they can they can help us? You know, so I think that's really important to establish that, you know, when you're choosing um, a dietitian. Well, totally agree. And that's the same, we, we've discussed it on here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the too. same with, you know, finding a personal trainer. Yes, you know, absolutely just, same thing. Yes. Yeah, really trying to bring up the professionalism mm-hmm. in, in the yeah. industry. And again, mm-hmm. it's up to the the client, the consumer to yes. to, to, to look, you know, yes. on, on someone's to look yes. and ask. Yeah, yeah. I think guys are just scared to be like, so yes. what qualifications do you have? Yeah. Because not it's it's even yoga, Pilates, everyone yeah. it's it's the same thing. It's yes. like I've done one Pilates class, so yeah. I think Let I'm a teach. Pilates in class. It's like yes. exercise to music. Everyone thinks they can just do it. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. It's like, no, there are certain techniques. And um, uh, also, I think it's employer's fault, maybe. Yes, yeah. definitely. Because the, yeah. the less guys are certified, mm. the less you can you pay them. Yes, know? it's true. What, what can I come and you're yeah. a mm-hmm. gym owner and I'm like, I need a raise. Yeah. On what merit? Yeah, so, yeah. Here's the thing. This is why this podcast came around, really. It's a little bit of like educating people mm. of yeah. actually changing the, the professional landscape yeah. of fitness in Kenya and Africa as a whole. Yeah. With you know trying to educate people on that you know you should treat it like any other profession. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. And I also feel bad, too, for people, because how do they know this? I mean, how would the average exactly. person know, I need to ask these questions? Or a nutritionist maybe sometimes isn't the right title, or maybe they don't have the credentials or the license. You know, so I also feel bad for them when they look on social media. It's like they True. hear all these things being thrown <laughs> at them. And so I think it's so important that you guys created this podcast. So now you can make people aware of, hey, I do need to ask um, about the credentials before I choose to go with this practitioner, whatever yeah. it is, whether it's fitness or health and nutrition because at the end of the day they're paying for the service so they should get what they deserve and they should get nothing but the best yes true oh, agreed. agreed yeah so I mean how have you found it in Kenya <laughs> yeah like, okay so as a registered dietitian you guys <laughs> yeah. my soapbox is misinformation and I love to debunk myths because it drives me nuts when I see misinformation. Because again, I feel for the clients out there. They must be so overwhelmed. They're trying everything under the sun. They just want to do the right thing. They just want to be healthy. You know, so how, how do they know? And so that's really why that's truly my passion in, in nutrition. And, you know, in the United States, we definitely see that. Um, we see influencers, we see people that, you know, not saying all influencers are not credentialed because many of them are, but we see them, um, also saying false information, right? Just like we see in Kenya, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's, um, an issue around the world. Um, you know, in Kenya, my personal experience so far is that I think it's easier for somebody who doesn't have their license to start a business and to practice and um, than it is in the United States. And so that's sort of been this new kind of culture shock for me where it's like, 
whoa, there's less regulation, no, so it's not, easier yeah. for all these people to be here. Um, and so that's more of a challenge, um, but I love the challenge. And again, I love to help people understand, you know, how they can find the best practitioner for them in whatever it is. Yeah, so I think, I think that's been the biggest change for me is, is the lack of regulation. And I know there's definitely entities like the KNDI that's working to have that. But again, there's so many people that can still sneak through the cracks you know, in Kenya, but also the U.S., but a little bit more in Kenya, I would say. Yeah, is that, and, and no, is I that think fair? so. And, you know, people will do online, quick yes. online courses and yes. then call themselves, I, I don't know what they call some, themselves, some nutrition experts, wellness I mean, anything, really. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, you know, like you said, you did four years of study. Yeah. You just, you can't compare you to someone who's done a one or three month online course. Which you just can't. And let me yeah. say this, you guys. <laughs> Honestly, as a personal thing, like I invested in that. Yeah. My parents couldn't pay for my college. And to this day, I am still paying for my college loans. Wow. So that's how much I care yeah. about having yeah. that science-based you know, credibility. And so when I see these people who did pay that money and who did this three month certificate and, and you know, they're this influencer or they're making all this money, it's like, not that I'm in it for the money, but it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, you, you know? You've worked people so get paid for misinformation. Really? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So anyways, that's my soapbox. So I'm here today to talk all about science. That's fantastic. <laughs> Love for science. Yeah. Well, should we start with some of the most popular diets? Oh gosh. Fad diets. Fad diets. Okay. <laughs> These are all my soapboxes, you guys. So that yeah. is the word of the day, soapbox. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean, seriously, every day there's a new fad diet. I literally can't keep up. And this is like my career. This is like what I do. This is what I focus on every day. But every day there's a new one. You know, there's keto. There's, you know, doing shakes. You know, there's meal replacements. There's paleo. There's, I mean, help me out, guys. Carnival. No, yes. Carnival's like crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, that's it's the latest. Like, that's just like, the thing is, there's just, you know, juice Fast. Juicy, yeah. yes. De Juicing. Detox. Sugar De detox. Oh my gosh. Okay, I just posted this thing on my Instagram where it's like, detox is so unnecessary. Yeah. In fact, it, the food, it's like impossible for the food to detox you. That is not science-based. We have a liver and kidneys. And thank God they do all the detoxifying for us. Yeah. Magical things. I no. mean, right? <laughs> Imagine our body has what we need. We just need to give it the right food. Yeah. You know, and so there's a lot of misinformation um, around that. And so there's no need to do a detox. And in fact, I, see, I follow these people, you know, on social media and they're doing this, you know, sugar detox or they're doing this carb detox and I'm like carbs we need carbs for our brain and they lose all this weight I mean literally in a week they lose 15 pounds which is totally unsustainable and then they're reporting back on their story oh I gained a pound back oh I gained two now but they'll never show that right yeah. and yeah. it's like yeah because you starved yourself and now you're actually eating like you should so what you're doing is unsustainable and you're spending so much money on it at the end of the day it's like think about all this money that you're investing in all these other things when you can just invest in real food and here's the other thing actually enjoy what you're doing mm -hmm. I, I tell people all the time if you don't enjoy your food if you feel guilty about your food let's get together and let's work on that because that is an unsustainable unenjoyable way to live i mean food is like one of the biggest pleasures in life right think how yeah. many times yeah. we eat throughout the day and so we can do that in a nutritious way that keeps us healthy. So let's combine all those things and stop being so restrictive. You know, many people ask me, how do you know it's a fad diet or not? I thought it was just a healthy diet. I thought Kayla was just a healthy way of living. And so here's the thing what I always tell people, they're promising you quick results. 
Um, and the results are just unbelievable. Like lose 15 pounds yeah. in two days. Okay. Not humanly possible. Um, you're doing something to increase your heart rate, which is actually really scary. You know, are these things regulated? What are you putting in your body? And we always say too, losing more than one kilogram per week is unsustainable. And you're actually losing muscle and water weight, not fat, because it takes a while for our fat to be mobilized, to burn that off, to actually lose that sort of weight. Um, if you're eliminating an entire food group and saying carbs are bad, or you're saying fruits are bad because they have so much sugar, and we'll talk more about yeah. the sugar and fruit, yeah. you know, being very restrictive, too good to be true. And then I always say, where is the science? Okay. And maybe sometimes people will say, oh, well, here's this research article on this. Ask yourself, who did it? How long was the study? How many people were involved in the study? Were the results repeated several different times in other populations? Um, and then what medical entity endorsed that? Because anybody can do a study. Yeah. Yeah. So it all comes back to all those things. And then now you can make a more educated decision when it comes to what, I guess, diet or lifestyle or eating pattern is best for I you. I think very, half of, one of them, some people think they're eager to reverse studies, but actually just read the abstract and don't get into the nuts and bolts of the methodology yeah. and actually read the whole study. It's so, <laughs> so true. You just get, oh, that's the abstract, that must mean, but they've actually missed the whole context Yeah. what actually was done. And the title doesn't match the outcome. Right, exactly. You know, that's the other thing, they look at the title and it's like, oh. And I think they're talking science because a lot of these little abstract like maybe sound bites mm. from a study get mm -hmm. pushed around the media yes. like yeah salmon causes cancer or I... whatever yes. and it's from one study yes. with a really small sample group yes yeah. it's so true it's so true and yeah absolutely so again going back and asking yourself all those questions um is so important well i also think part of human nature when mm. you're looking at um, sort of health and fitness mm. is that it has to be the extreme and if you're not suffering it's, yes. you know it's not working no, you know you can't just have your liver and your kidneys to yeah. detox you you yeah. must suffer that's, on a yeah, juice that's too simple. yes yes that's too right because <laughs> it, is. it yeah. is like it is and people ask me like what diet for this and what diet for that and it's like most of them are all the same it's plant-based whole food you can definitely have meat and i always tell people all foods fit in proper portion moderation don't look at one day look at yeah. what did you do over the week look at your eating pattern over time um you know there's so many of those things to consider and not these like you said extreme measures they're absolutely unnecessary but i don't think many people are it's more on behavior change. Yeah, People absolutely. Are not. It's, um, I'm used to drinking uh, 10 glasses of wine a week. Yes. I'm not ready to reduce it to five. Yes. To lose weight. Yes. It's I'll detox and keep my yeah. wine. So they can do the it's extreme not, version, yeah, which is unreal. Yeah. It's never, do it for less days. Yeah. Exactly. And lose your 15 pounds and, and go back to your previous. Yeah. This is the thing yes. a lot of these things, they don't realize. Well, and it's the same when you go to prep. When you first start cutting, your first couple of weeks, you drop loads of weight. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's just water. water yeah. <laughs> and you reduce your glycogen stores, which means yes. you're holding less water yes. anyway. Yes. So, yeah, you like lose three pounds that week, three pounds next week. Now, people on a fad diet go, ooh, I've lost six pounds in two weeks. Brilliant. That's all I wanted. That was my goal weight. Yeah. Actually, if you look at body composition, yeah. it's probably not right. that yeah, And that's the biggest changed. thing. Like, did you gain lean muscle? Yeah. Did you reduce your fat composition? You know, looking at those things. Another thing I want to talk about when we do these extreme measures, when our body goes into starvation mode because we're not giving it the calories it needs, we actually, um, the hormone leptin, 
okay? It tells our brains to save energy and slow down our metabolism because this is a survival mechanism because yeah. our body's thinking, when am I going to get food? I need to store it. So if we're on a deserted island, this is awesome. This is a great mechanism that we have. But when we're trying to lose weight, this is the polar opposite of what we want to happen. So again, those extreme measures, just they just don't add up. And kind of getting back to your thing, you know, when people say, I'm going to go from 10 glasses of wine to Yep. you know to five that's a lot so we need to think about these small sustainable Slowly, changes yes. so maybe it's eight maybe it's six what is reasonable for you and so really working on that individualized level and allowing yeah. people to be honest with you and honest with themselves um and really you know I'm, I'm very into intuitive eating and listening to your body and you can effectively lose weight by doing that yeah. but you have to learn to listen to your body right because we've shut off um, hearing our body and just and just you know listening to what's in the media or listening to all these other things that are out there rather than listening internally. But here's the thing: I think a lot of it comes back to me is modern era of trying to get things done in a hurry. Yeah, yes. yeah. quick fix. Quick like, fix. Because people don't realize it takes time to learn your body, yes. listen to responses. Yes. Also, you know, yes, everyone wants to lose you know loads of poundage in four weeks, mm. but if you actually did it over. Like, you know, preps, generally my preps are always over 20 weeks. Yeah. Because, you know, to actually do it properly without yeah. crashing, yeah. crashing your weight and your calories down, mm. you just bring it in slowly. And that's the same with any weight loss thing. You take your time, mm-hmm. you listen to your biofeedback from your body, which takes time to mm-hmm. understand. Once mm-hmm. you're eating healthy, mm. oh, yeah, boy, it feels good. Then, you know, maybe yeah. you eat something that doesn't agree. And you're like, oh, yeah, actually, no, something I don't feel so good. And mm-hmm. you can work out mm-hmm. what... You know, what you digest better and mm-hmm. things. Well, that's what's bad about some of these fad diets is that some people, let's say, don't do well on sort of a high fat. So if they are doing keto, yeah. they're going to feel like rubbish. Terrible. Yes. And it's not yeah. even, and we have to also think about human nature. What does our body actually need? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we feel our body the best to feel the best to be most, you know, most efficient? Getting the keto diet. Ah, I can't <laughs> say enough about that diet. It's insane. Do you guys know why the keto diet was started? It is, yes, yeah. it is a medical therapeutic diet for children or adults with epilepsy. Okay, so that is not something we should be bringing in as a means to lose weight. The other thing with keto, because it's high fat, people just think, oh, I get to eat this juicy yep. cheese, cheeseburger and all this bacon. Oh my gosh, it's Feb- yeah. right? <laughs> February is National, it's uh, World Heart Month. Okay, what are you doing to your cholesterol levels and your triglyceride levels? Now yeah. you're putting yourself at risk for heart disease, the polar opposite of what a diet should be doing for us. Um, the other thing that I always talk about too is with carbs, our brains, okay, the way mm-hmm. we are humanly created, our brains need at least 130 grams of carbs per day to function at an optimal level. Carbs are not bad for us. Carbs are not the enemy. And in fact, we do need carbs to build muscle. They're a part of it. And carbs help us to increase our endurance. Um, and the, the issue is what types of carbs are we having? And you know, so yeah. we can talk about that too. So again, just getting into these extreme things where we're very restrictive is not doing our body good. And we're not gonna feel good. What I've never understood is people just discount history. Human race yeah, has been going from millennia, Yes. right? On a balanced diet for most of that time. Right? Right, you know, a little bit of meat, 
lots of vegetables yes. and lots and seeds yes. and lots of fruit. Yes. And the human race has survived. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> right? You guys, and getting yeah. into the paleo, this one just cracks me up. Seriously. They say the paleo diet is based on the time like of the caveman or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How yeah. long <laughs> did the average cave person live to yeah. be? Yeah. Not beyond 20 years. So yeah. why would you follow anything Actually, we have famine most of the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? And another thing, I promise yeah. you, they were not getting coconut oil and grass-fed beef on a daily basis. Yeah. It was actually, if you go back, it was more plant-based. I'm sure we're so, that many coconuts just knocking right. around. Yeah. Right? So it's just like, sometimes we just get so caught up, we forget the common sense around it. We forget to totally. ask these questions, you know. Cavemen um, living on the beach. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 Just somehow just making kidding. the oil from the raw coconuts dropping from the tree, like, okay. It's just oh. new ways to make money, I guess. Mm-hmm. But everyone is so desperate. Yeah. Everything's got an agenda. Yeah. Like all these things, all these diets, it is a money making. Yeah. You've got to look behind the scenes, have, behind the curtain. Yes, yeah, because you have you this do. guy and it's like, they're not ready to change their habits. So no. how can I make the most money yes. from them? Yes, exactly. Which is so sad. It's so terrible. You and can't break a habit someone. Yeah. If you've been eating a burger a day for 30 years, there's yeah. no way I'll make you stop the next exactly. day. Exactly. But if I tell you, have your burger, yeah. but after that, just have juices the whole day. Yeah. You're like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think like you said, you know, all that money you could save. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because I remember, I, did, I didn't really do it, but the, you know, the whole bulletproof thing? Yeah. Oh, like, bulletproof yeah. Bulletproof coffee, but you oh didn't, if you, you could use coconut oil, but it was preferable to use the MCT oil, yes. yeah. which you couldn't get here at yes. the time. Yes. And I remember looking at it online, I'm like, ooh, if yeah. I got that, I'm gonna have some serious mental clarity. But how right. much does it take right. to bring that yes. in? Yeah. And guys, what is the evidence base for this? Let me tell you this. Harvard School of Public Health, Mayo Clinic, World Health Organization, I mean, all of these big National Institute of Health, right? Coconut oil is a saturated fat. Yep. Saturated fat increases our cholesterol levels, putting us at risk for heart disease. Not only does it increase our cholesterol levels, it specifically increases our LDL levels, which is our bad cholesterol levels, putting us at even a higher risk for heart disease. So this whole coconut oil fat is another one of my biggest soapboxes. How is this a healthy thing? How are we gonna lose weight by adding all these excessive calories to our coffee in the morning? And it's a lot. It's a yes! Lot. It's, it's genius. So for the coconut oil people. Right, you know people cleaning, brushing their teeth with coconut oh, oil. Know. What is that called? Oh, oil yeah, pulling yeah, or yeah, something? Oil pulling. Yeah, I did that. that everything, was... <laughs> everything from oil pulling to... Are you eating no, the oil? No, but you don't, you don't oh. swallow it. Oh. Everyone must have been like, right, so we've got all this coconut oil. No one's buying it. Yeah, so what, what, can what, can we, what can we promise? What results can we promise yeah. from this? So that's actually one of my biggest things is that it is not recommended by cardiologists, but it is recommended by a lot of nutritionists and a lot of influencers out there. So again, ask yourself, where is this coming from? Who is telling me this? And, and here's another important question. Why are they telling me this? What are their industry ties? Mm-hmm. What is the back, you know, what is the cash flow that they're getting? under the table yeah. from. Think, yeah. But also most influencers are also just fad. Like it's yeah. fad, um, fad driven. Yes, it's completely. It's, it's, it's sensationalization. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, oh, new shoes. Yeah, this shoes, they're the best squatting shoes. Oh, really? coconut oil. Yeah. So it's very, it's a fad driven industry. But for the influencer, yeah. 
doing a new fad will get you views and likes. Completely. Yeah. Which then will generate an income somewhere. Yeah, Absolutely. And they're always... probably looking good doing it. So. Absolutely. Yeah, we might not even yeah. be doing it. And this they're is probably the thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all the like, D-list celebrities selling skinny tea and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. who was it? Uh, Lauren Goodyear, who was on one of these reality shows. Yeah. She was showing, they, t- like, they filmed it. It was like a, uh, a newspaper. And they said, right, Undercover reporter says, "Yeah, we want you to sell this product. It's got cyanide in it." Right? Oh, and she yeah, goes, I, I saw the "Will that be a problem?" There. She was like, "No, yeah. as long as she's making money." Yeah, don't care. Don't oh, care. That's, that's so horrible. Like, where is your integrity? Like, exactly. Where is your passion for this? Like, greed. Ah. But it's easy. You just sit, get your phone out, record. What, what, 10 second video yeah. Yeah. she's got millions your right yeah. I mean she's totally got, yeah. she's got millions of followers yeah big time and the idiots and, um, will buy it but, that, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's it's a sad part uh, which um, one of the PTs I follow very um, he's in the UK very straightforward and it's about the smartest guys in the industry have the least followers because what mm-hmm. uh, that's us guys what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was that's going to say what we preach is very I'll be happy basic right yeah. <laughs> it's my next goal how much is yeah. <laughs> no I'm up to five no. that Leon Leon oh, must be no, 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 that's because you take wow. your top off wow. yeah I do take my top off when I'm lean yeah <laughs> but I've been doing it for a while and you <laughs> know like just, Indian men Thank you. Thank you to them. <laughs> please, please keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's crazy because it's the smart ones who because yes. it's basic. It's, it's how do you sexy. do how do you it's do not, a chest? It's not sexy. Yeah. It's right. It's, yeah. like, it's a you, hard yard. It's yeah. hard work. It's yeah. like how do you train? I do a chest press. Yeah. I do a curl. I do cardio. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. And I do that for years and yeah. years. And yeah. I've done this for, yeah. 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 And then you have yeah. all this. Oh, I've done keto for two weeks. Then I'm doing paleo for one. Then and I'm plant based on the weekends. Then, yeah, I think this this goes nicely into veganism. Oh yeah, <laughs> plus. And just I would love to hear your your yeah. take yeah, on your, veganism your and maybe we yes. talk a little bit about yes. game well, I changes. I think we talked about it a while, so yes. yeah, let's have your views. Perfect. So I love a plant-based diet and enough cannot be said about having a plant-based diet. Okay. So truly plant-based, what I mean is eating your fruits and vegetables and more of them and plant-based protein. So lentils, beans, dangus, I mean, you name it, things like that. Um, so I love that and it can totally work. Um, you know, and I believe, and I understand that there's a lot of ethical, you know, reasoning for doing that and personal choice and preference, which absolutely I respect that. Um, You have to be aware though that there is a higher risk for nutritional deficiencies in some nutrients such as iron, zinc, B12, vitamin D, and sometimes calcium. You know, it really depends on what you're consuming in this vegan diet. So you have to be aware of that. So I would say um, in general, it's a very healthy diet, right? Because it's plant-based. But the issue I have is you're starting to see a lot of these food companies now come out with vegan hot dogs, vegan sausages, you know, very heavily processed things that they can claim are vegan friendly. And now your average consumer thinks, ah, it's plant-based. This is healthy. This is better than my pork sausage or beef sausage. When in reality, it's not. uh, Don't you find it weird that also the the like the vegan industry is trying to make the vegan treats look like meat. Yes, exactly. I think it's weird. Sure. Exactly. It's if like you're a real vegan. You went away from that stuff to be to yeah. like eat the whole plants, <laughs> right? I agree with you. So it's not like, yeah. So so as a whole, in 
in reality, like the real veganism, like absolutely, that could be a healthy diet. And, you know, as long as you're aware of those nutritional deficiencies. But again, yeah, why are you looking for a vegan sausage? You know, why do you think it's it's not healthier for you? And again, I feel bad for our listeners, for the consumer, because how do they know, right? How do they know where to find this information that's science-based? They're listening to people on social media because they don't know any better. So they think they're doing the right thing. And so really our job as professionals to keep it professional, maintaining our high level of integrity is bringing them the correct science-based information. Here's the thing though, and this is something you know, I always say, you look at most vegans and they're all buying heavily into supplements. That's so they're fueling a supplement industry. It's true. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I don't know a vegan, personally, I don't know a vegan who doesn't use supplements mm. who are because they don't have a balanced diet. Yeah, because they don't know how to do it. Because there's been so much you can. It's just a lot of we've said it on the show yeah. before. You just need to do a lot of research mm-hmm. because you need to, to get your know, amino profiles, mix up your different complementary proteins yeah. Yeah. to get all your yeah. And, and you know, same with like carb sources and then eating enough because yes. it's nutrient dense food. So yes. it's like it fills you up real quick. Mm-hmm. And then it also comes down again to your hair, your skin, yes. and your just yeah. overall well-being. And I've yes. seen a lot of vegans, dry hair, yes. dry skin, and you're like, you don't look that healthy to yeah. me. And it's mm-hmm. easy, you just know they did not do their research They didn't well. do it correctly, well, absolutely. So that's what I'm, those are indicating, yeah. you guys, the d- nutritional deficiencies. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's showing you you're not getting the nutrients that you need. And so it's very important to be aware of that or know, you know, what foods you need to be consuming in order to get those appropriate, you know, nutrients and how to combine them because the way we combine our foods actually allows for better absorption of some nutrients yeah, you know for example yes. if we have you know beans that would be a source of iron for them if we combine that with a food that's rich in vitamin C now we're enhancing our body's ability to absorb more iron mm-hmm. yeah. you know so knowing some of those tips and tricks to allow you to be successful with that here's my problem though with some of the people talking about like being an influencer or some video logging their journey to being a vegan they go from a heavily processed <laughs> Right. Horrible diet. Switch to veganism. And they talk about how great they feel. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, but then that could be because your first diet was absolutely shit. Yes. <laughs> that is what I always say too. Well, let's see. You've added fruits and vegetables. You've added fiber to your diet. Yeah. So you're probably not constipated. You're probably regular. I'm sorry, but like that's yeah, a fact right. of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're probably drinking water instead of soda all the time now. Like you're actually giving your body what it needs. You know, and so you're absolutely right. So they attribute it to it's because I went vegan or it's because I did this extreme measure. They can say it with with any of our fat diets, right? Because fat diets always cut something out. They do every single time. They cut something out. Always. Well, it's sad. It's sad when the the main information out there for veganism Hmm. is influencers or documentaries like What the Health. Or game changes. Food over force. Yeah. Food, Food over force. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's the other thing, you guys, that I have a real issue with is you should not choose a certain way of eating because you're scared. Okay? We have a lot of food companies, we have a lot of documentaries out there fear-mongering you. And I hate that because they're making you scared of food. Food is meant to be enjoyed and consumed and have a positive relationship with it. Okay, could there be some fact around it? Yes. But many times they're doing the extreme measures. And so I want to encourage people to do all their research and make sure that they're choosing a way of eating, not because they're scared of the alternative, you know? Um, And so I think it's really important to acknowledge that because, you know, especially with all these, you know, trendy foods out there and these new food companies, that's what they're basing their marketing off of. 
you know, cow's milk is bad for you. So switch to almond milk because it's so much better for you. And all, you know, all these other things that we're seeing, it's because they're scaring you away from something else. See, I'm a big supporter of anyone who switches to something like veganism for ethical reasons. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll support you. If you come to me and say, I'm going to switch to veganism for health reasons. Mm. I'm like, just eat more fruit and vegetables. Drink more water. Yes. And have a balanced diet. Because for health... For health benefits, having a balanced diet is probably... And more plant-based. Yeah, absolutely just more is vegetables be a win. and fruit, yes. you will win. Yes, yes. But I think, in general, documentaries are not yeah. a good source yeah. of information or research. Because they're, they're, they're quite not. extreme. Yeah. yeah, they're quite extreme. In social media... Even Instagram. Yes. Like, no, social media goes hand-in-hand hand with those Netflix documentaries. Yeah. Yes. The reason there is a Netflix documentary is because there's so much on social media... Yeah. That they're feeling it's that, yeah, that trend. It's, it's easy. You just see the influencers doing this about veganism yep. and making this much money. Yep. So now you're going to add to it. Push veganism. Yeah. It's true. And another look platform. at everyone. In that Game Changers, for instance. Oh, jeez. James, James Cameron? Yeah. He Apparently, he owned yeah. a pea farm for pea, making pea protein. Hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger himself... Yeah, he said, he, you know, everyone knows what his diet is. He, eats, like, he loves his steak. He's a, he's, right? a, but he's, he's, a, he's a Mr. Olympia, yeah, former Mr. Olympia. Yeah, and he's tell you like whatever. <laughs> but he's had a vegan product coming out. Yeah, yeah. Kai all, Green, all these guys something. have got launching vegan products. Oh, Kai Green was amazing. He... Yeah. Game Changers on Friday. He had an ebook on Monday. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god. Like, it's so obvious like, when yeah. you look at it. You're like, seriously. Just, everyone, in that, everyone in <laughs> that show had an ulterior agenda. Yeah, and like, that's what the general public isn't seeing. Yes. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. But I was saying the good thing about like the Game Changers, they they really highlighted the importance of vegetables. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's that's, that's, where it that's ends. a fact, and yeah, that's like, that's so good. People yeah. should watch it as entertainment rather than yeah, as a documentary. Than, oh, I'm going oh, yeah. to become vegan now yeah. and become a world class athlete. I, yeah. I, no one no. remembers the world. Well, what what the health no. was also about there yeah, saying they're health, eating. Yeah. Eggs is worse for you than... Oh my God. I hate that. Yeah. Eggs are the best food ever. Right? Yeah. They totally are. And, you go, it's getting back to my science. You know, <laughs> eggs can be good for you every single day, including the yolk. Because yes. did you guys know, people say, oh, the yolk is so high in cholesterol, you should do the whites. Okay, let's look back at the science. Yes, the yolk is high in cholesterol. That's a fact. But cholesterol in food does not increase the cholesterol in our body. Yep. What does increase the cholesterol in our body? The saturated fat. Hence, I do not recommend <laughs> coconut oil, okay? Um, so that is also a big you know, form of misinformation. And so again, such extreme measures, like why are we shaming one sort of food? I always go back to everything fits, everything in moderation and proper portion, enjoy your food. I'm gonna, I mean, like literally I'm on repeat with this. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's- Eggs is one that I find crazy. I've always said, if there's only one food, if I had to be only to live on one food forever for the rest yeah. of my days, it'd be eggs. Because they're like a complete food. Yeah, they have so much nutrition, including the yolk, where most of the nutrition is. Chicks don't come out and have heart attacks, do they? Right? (laughs) Chicks do all right from (laughs) sons. But uh, people are so scared of eating eggs. Yeah. And and like you said, with the cholesterol, that, I don't know when that first came out in the 80s, the 70s. About the cholesterol being bad. Yes. And now it's been, I mean, guys, I was in college when this was like new information. I'm going to date myself here now. But I was like, 2008, we already mm. knew before then that like saturated fat was causing the issue. And we're still in this idea that eggs are bad for us. You. And you know, it's so funny. There was a study that CNN had put out and it was like, you know, like they made big headlines with it. <laughs> and they said, eggs are contributing to people with more heart attacks, blah, 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 blah. My number one question, 
what are you having with your eggs? Oh, I'm having bacon, yeah, fried sausage. Thing. Okay, yep, so that makes sense. Correlation does not equal causation. Yeah. Let's look at the big picture, not just abstract one yeah. little piece out of it, and now make a headline out of it. How are you cooking an egg? Yes, right? It looks a lot. Yes, oh my god. I mean, yes. So they're again. No, so but eggs have been demonized so many oh, times. They, just, they always survive. I have this argument yes. with my mum all the time about yeah. cholesterol. She's like, oh, I go, the doctor's going on about cholesterol. I was like, it doesn't mean you shouldn't eat eggs, mum. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's always the go to food. Yeah, to but that's also. Cake. But they'll yeah. tell you, the influencer will tell you, go to coconut oil, it'll solve all your cholesterol problems. And clean oh your teeth. God. Yeah, but. Yeah, right? <laughs> Everything. It's, it's a miracle, honestly. But also, when you think about it, a lot of doctors, because um, two of my clients, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, you're eating too many eggs. Mm. Uh, I need you to buy these pills to lower your. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then Pumps I remember it was. Uh, Tell your trainer to you can just train twice a week, and then take these pills mm. and pushing the pills. Yeah, yeah, and mm. reduce your eggs. Mm. And I'm like, that is the answer. Drives me nuts. There's so much like, how do you sleep well? How's um, yes. Because she was stressed from work and yes. like there was so much and there's a bigger it's easy. story. It's like, oh, Statins is like a biggest earner for the pharmaceutical industry. Yes, yeah, it is. It's, it's true. It's, it's true. And you guys, it's so funny. So I'll have many clients that will tell me, yeah, I'm on a cholesterol lowering medication. I'm not a yeah. doctor. I'm not a pharmacist. But what I do know is that if your cholesterol is slightly over 200, um, then that means that's diet induced, right? Mm -hmm. If your cholesterol is like 500, now this is genetic based. So yes, you can still improve your diet, but we know you're still gonna have high cholesterol because that's really high. So you probably need to be on pills for that. But when it's just slightly over 200, we know that can be fixed through diet and exercise. Yeah. You just have to stick with the program. And so it, it, I just find it frustrating because I find that it's an it's an easy way out, right? Let, mm -hmm. let me just take this pill and I can just continue and my diet. Yeah, but I think it's one of the most prescribed pills. Yes, it is, it is. for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm stressed or oh, your cholesterol is high. That's why you're stressed. It's never... Yeah. It's just selling pills. Yeah. Yes. It's always... Yes, and so much, you guys. The good news is so much of these chronic issues we have are in our control to reverse them and to prevent them. That's why I love working in this area because we have so much power over it. We just need to get the correct information and follow a healthy, well-balanced diet with lots of fruits and vegetables. You know, so it's like when you go and you get diabetes or heart disease, as we keep talking about, it's not this death sentence, you yeah, know, and, it, and it's just kind of a little reminder like, hey, let's get my diet and lifestyle yeah, in check, you know, yeah, so we have just a lot of... Just not your insulin resistant, just change your diet. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Period. Simple. Most, I think most, most, uh, most problems, the answer mm -hmm. is your nutrition. Mm -hmm. Most you're not sleeping well how are you eating mm. i'm stressed at work yeah so it's uh but it's easy food to, is medicine yeah it's like oh, i'm not sleeping well have a melatonin right there's always <laughs> a pill for it yeah so yeah it's it's like the pharmaceutical industry is competing mm -hmm. with the nutrition industry mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's true it's yeah, true it's, uh, it's true. You know, again, they can work cohesively in some instances where yeah, I talk yeah. about like where, you know, you have the person who has hypercholesteremia, you know, because it's genetically based, right? We can't, no matter what they do with their diet and exercise, yes. they're still going to have that. So great. Take your, take your high cholesterol pill, but also work Welcome. on your diet and lifestyle. Because the other thing too, is that we're not just trying to solve your cholesterol. We're trying to get you to feel better. We're trying to get your body to be healthier. We're trying to prevent cancer. We're trying to, you know, all these other things that go hand in hand. 
supplement, Mm -hmm. you know, when we eat healthier, we're going to see so many other benefits. It's not just my cholesterol, you know, so there's, you know, so many other benefits to just eating healthy as well. Yeah. Well, another question we get asked a lot Mm. is about sugar Mm. and sugar and fruit. Yes. And just, it just seems such a craze right now. All these sugar detoxes. Yes. Yeah, there's that horrible fructose. Oh, driving. Now sugar detox is big. It's It's huge. And did you know you can go from like huge belly to like flat in five days? I saw it. Cutting out sugar? Uh Uh-huh. Just cutting out sugar. By the way. Mm -hmm. Andy, maybe you should do a sugar detox for your prep. uh, (laughs) Probably end up losing my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and cut out fruit. That's bad. Cut yeah, out yeah. fruit. Fruit is so bad. bad. Actually, you know what? I have a list for you. There's only certain fruits that you should eat because they're lower in sugar. So let me set the record straight. I was being totally sarcastic. Yeah. Here. I hope you <laughs> All fruits are good for us, you guys. Okay, unless you're on the paleo, because. You know, they'll tell you, oh, avoid, I don't even know, like cantaloupe or watermelon or something because it has so much sugar, it's bad for you. That sugar in the fruit is 100% natural. That is, as you said, fructose, the natural carb that our body needs, that our brain needs to fuel our brain, to fuel our body. So we should not be eliminating or limiting our fruits. Fruits are so nutritious. They have fiber, they have vitamins, they have minerals. Yes, I can't say enough about that. So when people are saying you need to reduce your sugar by cutting out fruit, that's absolutely incorrect and misinformation. What we do mean when we say watch your sugar is we mean added sugars. So there's a difference between natural sugar and added sugar. So what are the natural sugars? Natural sugars are foods that give us the natural sugar like fructose or lactose, okay? Um, So fructose from fruit, lactose is a natural sugar found in dairy milk. I'll have so many people that say, my doctor told me I shouldn't be having regular cow's milk because it's really high in sugar. I should switch to almond milk. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that is a natural carb. That is a natural sugar. So then they switch to the sweetened almond milk where now they're actually getting sugar added to their almond milk. It's like totally defeating the purpose. It's like, oh my God, what are you saying? So the sources of natural sugar are the fruit and the milk. The cow's milk, to be to be clear, but now you have this dairy fresh with like vanilla flavored milk, and it's you know strawberry flavored. That's sugar added, right? I'm talking plain cow's milk. Um, or if you're getting juice, that's like literally, I take an orange and I make the juice out of it. That we're not adding any sugar to that. That's natural sugar. Not saying you should have you know, oodles and oodles of juice all day, but one four ounce serving is okay. We want you to eat the fruit because you're also getting fiber with it as well. So what are the added sugars? So many people will be shocked by this. Honey is an added sugar. Maple syrup from the tree is an added sugar. Cane sugar, raw organic cane sugar. Anything raw doesn't mean it's better for you, okay? It just means unprocessed. Um, why are those added sugars? I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people are saying, oh my God, but they're natural. They come from a tree. They come from a bee, you know, things like this. But you have to look, what other nutrients am I getting from that? Is it a nutrient-dense food? And the answer is it's not. And there's a lot of misinformation around honey and maple syrup where people will say, oh, but it cures this, it cures that. You know, a lot of this natural health, this health piece. Um, And so when it comes to the definition of what is an added sugar versus a natural sugar, those truly do fall in the added sugar. Are they bad for me? Um, no, because again, everything in moderation and proper portion. When you say something's natural, people say, oh, I can have as much as I want. So then they, then they say, oh, I'm going to put honey in everything and I'm going to put maple syrup in everything and I'm not going to have to watch my portions, but we still do because they are an added sugar. Yeah, that, that's what we were talking about. How Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Natural, gluten-free, organic. Ugh. Those are words that 
Buzzwords. Well, the thing is, the supermarkets in the UK, you've got an aisle for... Yes. Like free from, free from yeah. foods. And it's and even as expensive as yeah, but guys assume oh it's gluten free, it, I can it's better binge. for me. It's yeah. good for me. Yeah. And we so in the US where I come from, I actually worked in the supermarket, I forgot to say that. So there were shelf tags, like literally where the price is it would say free from non-GMO, gluten-free, <laughs> no added sugar, blah, 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 blah. Because that's what people are looking for, these free-from yeah. foods. Because yeah. the food industry has scared people and abused those words and made them sound like they're bad words, that these foods are bad. Did you guys know gluten, you guys will know because you're, you're science people here, gluten is a natural amino acid. It is a building block of protein, okay? Are some people truly allergic to it? Yes. Guess how much of the entire world's population? 1%. One percent. But not if you just yeah. listen to influencers on yeah. Instagram. Every really? Instagram. Yeah. 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 Wheat belly. Oh, it's from the gluten. You know. And I want to respect people that truly do have celiac disease because it really yes. does exist. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. idea that to lose weight and gluten free is better for me is not the case. You look at products that are gluten free. They're made from refined flours. They don't have the fiber. They've added salt. They've added sugar to get the product to somewhat taste good. Yeah. Are there healthy gluten-free products out there? Yes. But are they better for us than the whole grain flour? No, not necessarily. Right? So it's this idea that gluten-free, again, these free-from foods are better for me. And that's just yeah. not that's the case. And you don't have to practice portion control. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, then they say that. So then you eat all this stuff and you're just yeah. like, oh my so God. So it goes back to what you said about this fear. It's like a fear industry. Yeah. Totally. Intolerance testing. You can't do a little intolerance test, you know, yeah. on some of this stuff, like in a local, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> nutritional like, store. Yeah, right? It's and it's much more intense. Much, yeah. You go to a doctor, you get a proper test done, they can let you know this, you know, and, and it's many... A, a blood test, right? Yes. Yeah, and many, not, pe um... many people will tell me too, um, they say, you know, once I cut out gluten, I feel so much better, you know, and it's like... What did you cut out? Yeah. <laughs> what else are you doing back to your lifestyle? Or they'll say, you know, I took it out and then I put gluten back in. Yeah, because guess what? You probably were low in fiber. So now you went from no fiber in your diet to now this extreme amount of fiber. No wonder you're bloated, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, but they're not connecting the dots because they don't know this yeah. because, again. It's the same way the, is it the keto? Yeah. Because keto is, you know, autoimmune. Um, yeah. Like, uh, it helps with a lot of diseases and mm. it's the same way guys took it from there and commercialized it. Yes. It's the same way with gluten. You yes. Know. Here's the thing though with it. People are ridiculous because it's back to that. It's, I, I took out bread. Like, well, yeah, you were yeah. eating like a loaf of white bread. Right? Yeah. No <laughs> wonder you lost weight. No wonder you feel better. Yeah, you know, so much sugar in the white bread. It's yes. not the gluten. Yes. It's all this processed sugar. Yes. You're and you're getting no fiber. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine how you would feel. Yeah. People are so scared of, of sugar, They're table so, sugar. Yes. But, you know, like you say, with honey or maple syrup, is, yeah. is that's totally you fine. You know what I used to do? That's what? I used to what? drink maple syrup from a bottle because I was told... Told it was good. Full yeah. of minerals and, and B good. vitamins. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Why have a multi-mineral? Yeah. It'd be better just so, yeah. to have a... a you know, if you do like a sweetener, yeah. just have a, a teaspoon of, of white sugar. Yeah. yeah. Or have whatever your, whatever your choice is, honestly, but it's all about moderation. So when I talk about that, what is an amount of added sugar that we should... That, that we recommend? Yeah. You know, obviously less is better. Um, but we recommend four to six teaspoons um, or sorry, six to nine teaspoons of added sugar per day. So like the little, the little spoon. And remember, you have to count your honey, your maple syrup, your white sugar, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But they're not. One is not better for you. 
That's, yeah. that, like, they all have the same effect. Um, you know, this high fructose corn syrup, all these things, yeah, they literally have the same effect. classic, because yeah. people see it on a label, maybe don't know what it is. Yeah. Modified cornstarch or mm. you know, inverted corn yeah. syrup. And we don't know what it is, so we don't realize it's literally the most processed sugar yeah. possible. But yeah. it's, it's an added sugar all yeah, the same. Well, it has the point. same thing. And I think people don't realize they're having an added sugar because it says, and because it's got the word corn in there, it makes it sound like it's a natural thing. Yeah. But yeah. actually, it's a it's massively processed. processed. And people don't realize it's a sugar. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I see is a lot of people say, um, oh my gosh, there's high fructose corn syrup in this ketchup. I'm going to go for the ketchup that has raw organic cane sugar because it's healthier. But sugar is sugar. Sugar is sugar. Thank you. Just like you brought up something, salt is salt. Sea salt has the same amount of sodium as regular salt. Salt is salt. That, like, period. You know, so people say, oh, I have high blood pressure. I have this, I have that. So I switch to sea salt. If you want to switch to sea salt because you like the coarse particles, because the taste, fine. But know that you still need to watch the amount you're using yeah. because people say, I can use as much as I sodium. want. It's yeah. raw, it's yeah. this, it's that. So um, it really it really comes down to that. I see you're drinking a Coke with, without sugar. I want to talk about yeah. that. Oh, no. Yes, that would yeah, here's be the thing. Really I know. No, I, I like, I don't mind the spot to me. I don't, I don't feel bad. I'm actually it's, proud of you. That's a good choice. Um, okay, I'd rather yes. have that than sugars. Dur- but during prep, it's, it's yeah. the only That's my sweet treat. Really yeah. But yeah. the thing is, I do drink a lot of it, but I also drink so much more water. Yes. Yeah. So I drink yes. four to six litres of water a day. If I drink maybe a litre of Diet Coke, yeah. I'm not going to be overly worried. No. But it tends to, yeah, one or two of those little no. bottles. Yeah. And that's so extreme that people are either deathly scared of yeah. these alternative sweeteners yes. and that you're going to get cancer and die. Yes, yeah. like tomorrow. But there's, the studies on that, yeah. if people actually read, I read a study on aspartame and there's one where they said aspartame causes cancer. And, and seizures and brain yeah. tumors. Yeah. And yeah. If you look at the dosing of aspartame in the test. Thank you, because <laughs> I was just going to talk about this. Again, so, that's see? like 4,000 times what I could consume. Example, this is what you guys need to do. Read into this study how much... Who, so I'm going to elaborate on that study you're yeah. talking about because this is my soapbox once again. Because again, why are we scaring people about food? We should not be. And he's making a good choice because he's li- like lowering his added sugar throughout the day. That's a Diet Coke de- and yeah. Sorry, yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, we put a red cap on it now. Like in the U- U- UK, US, it's the black cap. I think we must have ran out in no, Kenya. That's, no, <laughs> that's cheeky. So they all look the same. We all do that. You, go, uh, yeah. you have to know when you travel, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so here's the study, you guys. I love sharing this. So I always ask people, oh, wait, aspartame gives you all these problems, right? So, okay, where was that study? When was it done? Um, well, um, that study was actually done in the 1960s, yeah. which is extremely outdated, okay? Yeah. It was done on rats, which is very unethical to correlate human health outcomes to rats, Rat for example, models. or any animals for that case. Okay, then we look at what was the dosing per their body weight to get cancer, okay? Because think about hazard versus risk. Everything is a risk, you guys. You could drink too much water and get hyponatremia, right? But it's all in the dosing, okay? So, hazard versus risk. So, what they found out is that if if you're a 70 kilogram adult, okay, or like 150 pounds about, you can have 107 packets of whatever alternative sweetener. You know like those packets? Yeah. yeah. 
107 every single day for the rest of your life before you will ever see your slightest increase in your risk of cancer due to that aspartame. Okay, or what that equates to, we, we're good at us, what that equates to is about 19 cans of diet soda yeah, or light soda, diet. whatever, yeah, without the geez. sugar soda. So you guys, it's very extreme. And so to say these things, you're scaring people. And, and when we look at, you know, ob the obesity epidemic, um, added sugar is a number one contributing factor to the obesity epidemic. We need to cut down on the mm -hmm. added sugar. And so this is a way. Now, am I going to recommend that you go and have 19 sodas? No. Did I just give you I don't think I like could that? consume no. that But I'm telling you, you can have two a day and you shouldn't be, be worried fine. and you shouldn't be stressed. That stress that you're going to have about consuming that aspartame will kill you before the aspartame yes. will kill you. <laughs> Literally. I have this argument with my uncle. So I've got an uncle, my dad's older brother, who's really healthy. As in, he's in his 80s, he looks great. Like he's, a bit, he's a vegetarian and he will post about things like this mm. on this Facebook. I'm like, and he posts that, he like, yes, aspartame, you know, aspartame or whatever, aspartame is, I tend to call it in the UK, is... It's what? Um, aspartame. Oh. That's what we, you know, yeah. you hear mostly called, but um, yeah. it's going to cause cancer. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not, just not true. And, you know, and that's why I end up looking into the study more and actually digging in the methodology of that study because yeah. actually... Yeah. It's a ridiculous conversation. It's to totally have. ridiculous. The sugar, and people say, oh no, the sugar's healthier. It's not. It's not. No. Diabetes will kill you quicker than this yes. is be cancer. Yes. The only thing I will say with this, to be fair, what some studies are showing is that because that's calorie free mm -hmm. and the way that your body is drinking it, okay, so this is like your brain is saying, I'm consuming something, but I'm getting no energy from it, I'm getting no calories mm -hmm. from it, it can stimulate your appetite. Okay, yeah. so there is that piece of it um, where, again, the studies kind of go back and forth on that because I'm sure some people may challenge me on that. So I want to acknowledge that, but I still do, as a dietitian, recommend, I cannot recommend a straight Coke. I mean, again, everything right. in moderation and proper portion, but I, that's, that's when there's like so 80 grams of added sugar, and I just said we should have no more than 25 to 36 grams for our entire day, and in one of that, you're getting 80 grams plus no nutritional value. Please keep your sugar as low well as possible. Here's the thing. So um, a friend of mine who sold Coke distribution for East Africa, he mm. used to, his family owned Coke distribution. They once went to Coke, right, we, we want to lower, price of sugar went up. We want to lower the sugar in the Coke, only by a little bit. Mm. Coke said, no, that's our recipe. And we, we yeah. were using like something like 10 tons of sugar oh a day in production of Coke. And all they oh want to do is like God. knock off like half a ton, a ton oh, just geez. to say to help just, their margins yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and cope were like no 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 can't do it it's in our recipe and they were literally sugar's delivered in the lorry load that's like, insane oh. like it makes my teeth hurt honestly yeah. like i can just feel about my that. teeth and yeah. the other thing that's come up recently people talk about it um sweeteners affecting gut microbiome oh, yeah. and there's just no evidence to it yeah. at all. yeah yeah i i see a lot of those studies coming out and to be honest i need to spend more time looking at them but yeah i mean again we have to look at the study what is the long term is it conclusively saying this or is it saying it might impact? Yeah. And then I was asking, what else are you doing? Are you yes. adding probiotics in your diet? Are you taking a lot of antibiotics? Are you yeah. overusing those? You know, other things, what can we do to build up our gut microbiome? You know, so are we eating yogurt? Are we having fermented foods? Are we having kombucha? Are we, ha you know, all these other things that we can do. Eating enough fiber, by the way. So mm -hmm. these people that are doing low carb, um, and, and low fruits and things, they're not getting enough fiber. And by the way, fiber is food for those probiotics. Yeah. So it's just like some things that people do when you don't look at this entire concept at the big picture, you're not able to be effective with it. Exactly. Yeah. I think, you know, with the whole 
And I've seen it. People on um, low-carb diets that have a, a probiotic. Where you're like, but, but like, you're not feeding that. You're just, that's just dying. You, you've got a massacre. Literally. You've got yeah. a massacre of bacteria <laughs> like, in your Save stomach. your money. Mm. Save your money with yeah, whatever probiotic. Yeah. yeah or cheap. like, don't like, yeah. It just, again, yeah. look at the big picture. Is yeah, I love a bit of fermented sauerkraut. Yeah, I love especially, it. Especially during prep. I have quite a high fiber diet. Mm. I push it up. Was it recommended amount 30 odd grams? Yeah. I push it sometimes up to 70. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. As long as I've got like things like sauerkraut, a bit of kefo in my mm. diet. And you're drinking enough water. Yeah, and I drink, and I drink those you. water. And, yeah. just, and, it, and that's, and that's great during prep. You know, if I, my fiber drops during prep, I actually, you know, my digestion slows down. I don't mm. lose so much weight. And... The only time we reduce the fiber is right at the tail end of preps, just in case I hit the stage and yeah. I've still got just a lot of fiber in my stomach. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the only time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I want to go back to juicing yeah. because I, I want to talk a little bit about that. I forgot to mention something. I want this to be as inclusive as possible. So, um, you know, going back to fed diets, you know, there's this, this other like juicing diet where I can just juice all day and I can be healthy and I can get all my nutrition and things from that. Mm-hmm. One thing I want people to know about is that the digestive system, the digestive, the digesting process really starts in our mouth by chewing mm-hmm. and, and really that's how we start to digest those carbs by amylase, which is, which is in mm-hmm. our saliva. And if we're just drinking something constantly, we are not digesting that most effectively because it skipped that entire process. And so is it okay to have a shake, a smoothie, a juice? Yes. But again, when we go to these extreme measures and we're having like these liquid diets, and again, these extreme bad diets, we have to think about these long-term effects that are actually happening. We really have to understand what our body processes are and what's happening and where they're happening. But there's a, there's a reflection of this in the bodybuilding or gym going scene. Hmm. Protein shakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. Everyone wants to, you know, fill their diet with protein shakes and other shakes and drinks. But mm-hmm. again, your digestion, the amount of people go, oh, I think it's a lactose in the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You true, true, true. No, it's because you're not yeah. producing enough stomach acid and your, your digestion yeah. because you're not chewing food. You're having so too I, many shakes. I have yeah. protein. The only time I don't have a protein shake anymore, unless it's at night with some lepicol fiber added. Mm. But I generally will always add it to my porridge mm. yeah, because you're now you're eating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean you're eating, Enjoying. and then you're digesting. And mm-hmm. I think it was um, Callum, the Muscle Mentors. Yeah. He always makes his clients chew every mouthful like 22 times. Oh my god! Oh, right? And he says it takes them ages to eat the food because <laughs> yeah. he just wants to make sure they're producing enough yeah. saliva. Yeah. And it's got that's why we don't take out palatable food either because yes. if you're on boring rice. Broccoli, dry oh, chicken. You can't produce saliva to digest it anyway. You like by the time you're on your third, third Tupperware tub a day, you're like, uh-uh. no, that just no needs more. to go down. Yeah, yeah. enjoyable yeah, and sustainable. Diet, man, that's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. it's not easy. But that's what people don't realize. It's okay to add a little bit of sauce or something just yeah, to yeah. to yes. make you actually want to eat that food. Please, and it should be enjoyable, yeah. you guys. If your food, if you are not enjoying your experience, something is wrong. Honestly, still mess with your it macros. doesn't need yeah. to be yeah. like that. Yeah, that's for the general public. For yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Do not follow them. Do not follow. <laughs> no, what don't follow bodybuilders. We, yeah, per uh, se. I'm talking for the general. Well, yeah. for sports, no. bodybuilding, yes. it's, yes. it's, yes. it's yes. extreme. It's yes. goal orientated. I always say though, with bodybuilders, sometimes we make it harder for ourselves. You we can do. have enjoyable food in that if you manage your macros properly. Like mm-hmm. we, because um, yeah, clear tried and. Yeah. 
I think it's a mindset. I just mm. enjoyed the suffering, which yeah. I enjoy. But the challenge. I, no, I just enjoy the whining and being like, oh. Yeah, but do you rice also feel there's that again. thing? There's. We get taught this message in sport <coughs> over the years: beast mode, yeah. yes. going hard, and you've yes. got to go to that dark place to yeah. make succeed. Well, actually, you, if you, you spend more there. time in prep, yeah, not in short prep, you can actually have slightly more enjoyable food, bigger my, portions. Yeah, my previous longer... prep was yeah. nicer. Like, yeah. if if I was doing it alone, because clear helped. If I was doing it alone, mm. yeah. I'd be beast mode yeah. rice Down and white chicken, fish, yeah, asparagus, and cucumber. Dried chicken and water, and oh, yeah, it's, um, you have to have the water to get it down. I know. Then you're not digesting it properly <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So you're not, but then you're not getting the protein out of that chicken yeah. efficiently because you're having to wash it down with water. You're not actually producing enough saliva. Yeah. Mm, it's true. Your stomach acid's not picking up. I don't know if this is a benefit. But all, yeah, but also that's also a problem with the general public. The same way guys follow stuff without understanding. Mm. You assume because a bodybuilder is doing it, yeah. you want to do it. Yeah, and that's, that's right. Where so, do you get the results? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're doing it we're for a reason. Yeah. yeah, it's an extreme. It's not healthy. Sport, discipline, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yes. So, but, yes. and it's not like we're doing it the whole year. Yeah, it's, and you, yeah, and you guys know what you're doing. You're educated yeah. in it. You're. I do something a bit weird. Yeah. I will take a mouthful of apple cider vinegar before eating, like ten minutes, because I read somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, we could ask. Yeah, this no, no, is why I brought this up because yeah. we've actually got a dietitian here, so I don't yeah, know yeah. if this yeah, is true. Uh, yeah, so stimulate the vagus nerve, which will increase my stomach, my my stomach getting ready to digest the food. Oh, nice. I don't. This is what I hate. <laughs> I don't know. Cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. I don't know. If I do look on Ashley's face, but I just yeah, I don't mind the taste of apple cider vinegar. I'm okay with oh, it. Oh my Some God, people would. Terrible. Yeah, I, I would just. I will. I'll swing it from a bottle. Straight out. Straight out bottle. Yeah, you should How are your teeth? I mean, I brush my teeth after most meals. That's right. But I won't do it like if I'm travelling because yeah. yeah, it's like when I'm at home, I've got cook cooking my meal before it's finished. I think finished before. But a lot of people oh, say to research. take it to, yeah. to bring yeah. up your stomach acid. How Is that about, true? How about we um, just do a like a kombucha? Yeah, you know, now we have probiotics yeah. that can help us. No, so kombucha so, is being abused by guys in the gym. Yeah, too much. Get too much. In the That's the thing. People and are guys, doing things extreme. Oh, and guys are drinking four or five bottles a day saying it's kombucha. No, you need one. So a lot of sugar gets added to There is. Because they need to add some. So you need to add some bacteria. You need to have some. So you need to like look at different kombuchas because there can be some that are lower in sugar and higher in sugar. So um, again, just pay attention to that. But getting back to your question. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> the evidence does not support that. Maybe yeah, one study okay. said that. Maybe, you know, something like that. I don't want to discredit people. No. You're doing it yeah. fine. But like to recommend to the general population, um, no, the, no, the science isn't it. there. And I, like the, it over. I, have, <laughs> I have a concern with it. First of all, like, you're the first person to say you enjoy that. So like kudos to you. That's awesome. But um, the other thing is, is it's very acidic. You're yes. right. Yeah. Um, so it actually, if somebody has ulcers, it can be very severe and it become, can become an issue. And so we need to think about that because it's so acidic. It's a good way to test if I had ulcers. I don't. But yeah. 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 Just so happy Vegas Yeah. So, so yeah, it's not yeah. something, I mean, you read these things where it says, I think there was something like a thousand cures of apple cider vinegar. I mean, Think about it. Sensational headline, oh, yeah. extreme, yeah. you know, promising, you know, things like that. Um, so I'd have to look into well, specifically this, this more. This actually was about bitter flavors on the back end of your tongue, stimulating vagus nerve. They did oh. say coffee, but I don't drink coffee. Oh. So oh, coffee could do it. I don't drink coffee, oh, so therefore, is... you know, <laughs> that's why having coffee 10 minutes before you eat could be good for digestion. Huh. But, but or the apple cider vinegar person? was an alternative. Yeah. For, 
Yeah. Well, should we talk about caffeine? Caffeine. Oh, no, let's talk about caffeine. Good. Yeah. So, caffeine is totally fine, you guys. Everything in moderation. Have your cup of coffee and enjoy it. Um, but again, what is moderation? So, like one to two cups a day. Not you know. Eight. Uh, yeah, you know, that's... Eight to the pre-workout. No, I used to do like eight to... I drink a lot of coffee. We yeah. won't talk about my bad habits. Yeah. Everybody has their vices. Everybody has their habits. But yes, caffeine is okay. Um, again, in moderation. However, if you have a certain medical condition, high blood pressure, any heart disease, um, kidney disease, you know, things like this, um, there's a longer list than that. Um, you do need to be on very limited and, and sometimes no caffeine at all because of what it can do to you. Um, but in general, for the general population, one to two cups is okay, even for pregnant women. Mm -hmm. So that's where I always go with, you know, you can have your one to two cups um, of coffee, of your caffeine source, whatever it is. Again, what I say with that is, you know, watch your added sugar with that. Yes. Um, I don't recommend bulletproof coffee, but <laughs> adding your coconut oil to it or your grass-fed butter or whatever method you <laughs> well, use. Well, these days you can add CBD. Yeah. Uh, that's high blood oh, pressure. Yeah. yeah. yeah get your co coconut, your oil. coconut oil in and some sugar added. I mean, oh my God. And, yeah, Rest for disaster. But hey, yeah. all the nutritionists are promoting caffeine. it, man. Jeez, that is Must bad. be legit. Yeah, 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 yeah right? Balls, Think about that combination. So coffee, does And it's the first thing you have in the morning. morning oh, yeah. Yeah, first yeah. thing on the empty stomach. Woo! Yeah, oh my God. Anyway, so it helps with digestion. No, right? just got shit, mate. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it good. does stimulate that, actually. Do you know that's yeah. why a lot of elderly people take coffee? Mm. It's to stimulate movement. That's why I have yeah, caffeine. Yeah, yeah. I don't because I don't drink yeah. till coffee, but I have a little bit of caffeine in the morning. It yeah. helps. So if we work out before I weigh myself. Yeah. There you to go. Have your stomach there you yes. go. There you go. But with caffeine, so specifically coffee, um talk about that because I love it. But this is true. I mean there are antioxidants in coffee. Mm. Um, proper portion I'm not saying okay go and have 25 cups a day but one to two is really the recommendation or a hundred to 200 milligrams of caffeine um, per day and that's really for the average um, the average population a pre-workout though most no, of the pre-workouts I'm like, like, like the pre-workout is like five hundred. Oh I used to take right. the Richipina one which was 700 I think I would pass out wow. 700 milligrams was a Richipina no 500 I think yeah and that was the strongest one I could find and I double scooped it once. I had to oh sit down. I was like this. Oh, I'm gonna sit down. No, no, no. Oh I'm dizzy. Never did it again. I actually need to check how much mine is because I remember when I used to work out at Junction and yeah. I used to drive there. Yeah. So you were be first, thing, up. first thing I take before I leave the house. But and you're in Kenyan traffic. But yeah, when oh you get to the traffic, it was, too, it was too early. Okay, so it's the traffic guy. Yeah, it's like I was. I was racing. You're straight to the yeah. toilet of a gym. Yeah, you get to the gym and you're sweating and the guys are like, are you done or are you? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sure the McDonald's would move out of your way. Oh, like, this guy is pre-workout. Yeah, because it's 5am on uh, Ngongo. Oh I take pre-workout, but I don't drink till coffee, so I'm okay. And like the one I'm on at the moment, uh, you know, not that I'm, I'm not sponsoring anything, but Mr. Hyde, I wish I was. <laughs> Send it my way. But I use I it mainly because I'm a prep. at least get some money for it. Yeah, no, please, <laughs> Mr. Hyde, send me money. Um, <laughs> so that's like, I think it's only 250. Okay. 250. So, what's it like? Yeah, what's that? Free but you don't drink coffee, coffee, yeah? No, yeah. I don't drink yeah, till yeah, coffee. So, so, good. You know, so I, I do have a, a green tea extract, but it's actually got a small amount of caffeine yeah. in it. One little capsule. Mm -hmm. That probably does nothing for me anyway. Mm -hmm. I just take it because yeah. why not? Mm -hmm. Can't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, as, as you can see, bodybuilders are quite extreme. So we, yeah. we, we, we talked about on the podcast how 
we sort of go about nutrition with macros and all of that. But I, you said in the beginning, you're more about an intu- intuitive approach to yes to food and eating. Can mm-hmm. you tell us what that looks like? Yeah. So intuitive eating is really listening to your body um, and really having. This is going to sound like you know, I don't know, hippie-ish or kind of like out there. Well, but well, Andy's on the Vegas side. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, <laughs> not the side of vinegar. But really, <laughs> really what it is, is it's a really healthy, positive relationship with food where you eliminate the guilt and you learn to listen to your body where all foods fit. So, you know, you ask yourself, am I actually hungry when I'm eating this? You know, why am I eating this? Is it because I had a bad day? I'm stressed out. I'm sad my boyfriend broke up with me. You know, whatever the case is, ask yourself, why are you eating? It's about eliminating distractions. So is the TV on? Are you on your phone? Are you are you conscious as you're consuming that meal? Because what we find is when you actually are paying attention to that, you actually eat less. And really you should be focusing on, I'm eating to feel satisfied, not to feel full. And knowing that you don't have to finish your plate, you don't have to waste it either, you can save it and know that your food will be there whenever you need it. So it's really about listening to your body. So fun fact, it takes 20 minutes for your brain, your actually sorry, your stomach to connect to your brain to say that it's full. And the average person is consuming a meal in like 10 minutes or less. And so no wonder we're overeating. Mm. And we're also a culture of like finish your plate, clear your food, you know, things like that. And so it's really sort of doing away with that and really just listening to your body intrinsically. Like your body is giving you signs. Your body is tapping to you. And it's really clearing the clutter to be able to hear that in a really concise, quick answer way. Does that that I think we've talked about mindful eating on here before. I'm a big fan of mindful eating. Mm. Actually not watching TV when you eat. I actually like to sit on my veranda, look yes. at nature, chill out, eat, and actually enjoy my food and not Which rush you it. Because yes. I always say, and this is a big thing for me, I always say to people, if you are trying to rush your food, mm-hmm. like don't try and rush your food straight after training, wait for your blood uh, heart rate to drop down. Mm. And also in the morning, you'd be better off probably fasting if you are just going to bump some food down mm. and jump in your car and drive to work. You'd mm-hmm. be better off waiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, salute you, allowing those digestive juices mm. to, to happen. Um, you know, and listening to what your body wants. You know, so a lot of times people will say, I can't have that, that's a bad food. Mm-hmm. In fact, I hate when people say that's a no, bad, bad food, this is yeah. a good food, this is a dirty food, this is a clean food. It's like, what are we doing? This is food. You know, so it's, if, mm-hmm. if, yeah, if you want to have chocolate, listen to your body, give yourself chocolate because guess what? If you give yourself that one ounce of chocolate, which is actually healthy for you if it's dark chocolate, you're you're hearing your body, you satisfy that craving, and, and now you're not going to go on a binge next week where you have three candy bars a day for the next week because you deprived yourself so much. So, you know, that's not sustainable either. So that's also what mindful eating is, um, you know, giving into what your body wants. Um, you know, of course, within moderation, it takes practice to hear yeah. what your body wants. You know, yeah. a lot of times people are like, I you know, they have cravings during pregnancy. It's because your body's lacking something, right? So I want pickles. Well, how are your sodium levels? Are you dehydrated? Are you drinking enough water as a pregnant woman, you know? So thinking about all these things and really listening um, to your body. So yeah, so I I love mindfulness and intuitive. I love the idea of intuitive eating. I just think a lot of people don't understand correct portions. This is why I always say, do a macro-led approach 
until you know what you should be, have on your plate, mm. then after that, go to an intuitive mm-hmm. eating. Mm-hmm. Long term, intuitive mm-hmm. eating well, is nice the best if everyone got that yeah, yeah. at some point. And it takes practice. Yeah. You can't just be like, I'm going to be an intuitive eater starting today, and here's what's going to happen. Exactly. You know, like, it takes practice, and there's definitely more mechanisms that go into place with this. Um, so you just mentioned the way that you like to get people to realize, okay, what should I actually be eating? Because we are so... Um, there's so many images out there of like, and so much information of what we should be eating, what should, what should be in our plate, how big our plate should be, like what's the proper portion, mm. all these things. So I really um, like my plate. If you go to myplate.gov, it's an American thing. I know I'm an American here, but um, it's it's really good. It's a nice visual. Um, it gives you the appropriate size of the plate. I think it's like 10 inches, and half your plate is fruits and veggies. So, and then one fourth is protein and one fourth is grains and then you have your dairy. And so it really shows you this is what it should be until you're able, until you've developed those skills to be an intuitive eater. Yeah. It, it kind of gets you on the right path with that. You know, cause you have to know more about yeah. that. Like where do I start? Because if I was eating, you know, half the ugali pan and you know, two kilos of meat at every meal, I don't even know where to begin, you know, so um, really taking that approach. And I know from point. doing my macros, generally when I do vegetables, if I've got meat on my plate, the weight of the meat, I actually double, and that should be the weight of my vegetables. Yeah. Then I would have my carbs, or bit potatoes, or whatever, yeah. and that, which is another vegetable uh, carb sauce, but... Yeah, so I always make sure the meat's actually probably the smallest yes. portion yeah. on the plate. And it actually should be. And you guys, did you know a true serving of like, let's say steak, for example, or a goat or whatever it is, is the palm of your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Or a, a palm deck of fingers. Like I love it. three <laughs> ounces. And did you know that's like 20 to 30 grams of protein right there? Yeah. That I'll is the amount of meal. Yeah, okay, they're all big massive palms. So let's go with the deck of cards. This is my <laughs> serving of meat. And wow, peanut, lucky and you. My serving of peanut butter. Wow. Yeah, you use two hands of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love my peanut I butter. I love peanut butter. Oh my god. Well, last week it was interesting. We were talking to Andy about his daughter and how he yeah. handles her nutrition. Yeah. And I've listened to other podcasts that say that children are great intuitive eaters. Yes. If, if you haven't given them loads of yes. processed and you know, food. highly palatable foods, they're so good to stop when they're full. Yeah, yes. like, Claire never finishes yeah. a plate, and I never force her to finish a plate. The only problem is, I'm from, I'm from a generation where you don't oh, want to see yeah. waste. So I find myself picking. Yeah. 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 when I'm in prep. If I'm in like <laughs> off-season, I will pick that food. That I'll is eat. my problem yeah. too. Yeah. But I agree with you, and you bring up such a good point. And so what I've realised uh, about the Kenyan culture here, as opposed to the American culture, is there's a lot of force feeding mm. um, of babies, yeah. uh, of kids. And so they that actually suppresses their, their um, ability to intuitively eat and to learn and to listen to their body. And so um, by force feeding, we're not doing them a favor. It's normal for children to have food jags and to say, I only want my bread today or I only want my apple today. You know, that's normal. Um, and then the next day they eat so much or the next meal and things like that. And, and their needs are always changing. And, and food jags, like I said, that are normal and the biggest thing you can do because I know so many parents including myself are like oh my god my kid didn't eat today are they okay are they losing weight you know just look at their growth chart over time and as long as they're trending yeah. in their own trend yeah. not compared to other children they're okay and all that's normal so excellent point and we really need to allow our children to intuitively eat now there's a difference my son's into this where he's like mom I'm full and I'm like okay I don't want to force you to finish your plate and then Got five minutes later, mom, I want a snack. Can yeah. I have this? Can I have that? And so it's like, okay, you're being tricky with yeah. me now. So I'm like, okay, 
don't finish your plate of money if you really think you're full. But when you're hungry, here's your dinner. Yes, you I, know, put I, in, I put it back into storage. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go in the microwave with the oven until we heat back up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's ways to go around that, you know, because kids can be tricky. But again, allow them to listen to their body. With Kaya, I often look at a plate when she says I'm, I'm a bit full. Yeah, I look at a plate and go, what's she eating on that plate? And it's normally the carb. Yeah. <laughs> so, be like the potatoes. I'll be like, okay, have a couple of spoonfuls of just a one spoonful of a broccoli. Yeah. And maybe a, a touch up meat and I'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just just yeah, yeah something. Just, and you know your kids and just when they're it. sick they don't want to eat, you know. So it's just yeah. like looking at this pattern over time. You know, that's the biggest I can say. Don't judge it as you shouldn't judge yourself on one day of eating. Yeah. Again. So it's really over time. Yeah, and I think it's we can take a note from the kids just yes they're in the gaining state they're building yeah. muscle they're building yes. skeleton and then yeah. kids are usually active yes and they're so active and down and yes all around yes so we, you know let them eat let them eat let yes. them enjoy it yes don't restrict them yes you know that's but the thing don't it's force to, feed them no and this is the thing yeah. this is why I don't eat mushrooms I think mushrooms are spawned there. My parents love mushrooms. I was they love I mushrooms. Love Making, them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but they would make mushroom soup, mushroom everything. Yeah, they would, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. You would love my parents. Oh my but I was forced to eat, finish it. See? And I was like, I oh, know. I'm full. And they would just sit and make us finish up yeah. all the food. That's why. Right. And to this day. Like to this day, I will not touch a mushroom. Yeah. I don't, don't, yeah. But you guys are talking about, uh, are you satisfied? Leave the table. I, There's none of that in my house. You finish. It's like. You finish. You don't finish, you don't you sleep. Stay, you stay yeah. at the table. Stay there. Yeah, you yeah. stay at the table, yeah. yeah. Until you finish your yeah. food. I know. So. You, you don't I leave know. the table to have Yeah, just, mm-hmm. it became normal, but I guess. I would even say portion as my parents. <laughs> Look at that. <Adam. laughs> like, like, we would dish it out all the same. And you're like, you know, it's my dad. And, yeah, and we would all have the same amount of food. And we would all have to finish up. Yeah, it's like yeah. very my younger sister, just like, different yeah. generations. It totally is, and like cultures and all these things, and like what you're taught. And you know, I don't want to be judgmental, but also share that you know, really, that's what's best for the child. It's yeah. really that intuitive eating. Yeah. You know? yeah, early on, and I think the worst thing you can do, and this is you know, is these food phobias. Yes, it's like always saying, "Oh, that's bad. This is bad." Yes, as I always say to Kaya, don't have too much sugar. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've had one ice lolly. That's enough. Knock it on the head. Because, yeah, too much. And it's not about you can't have it. Yes. It's about let's just be sensible with it. Yes. Yeah, and I agree with you. And that that's so important. Like, um, today my daughter said, um, this is junk food. We have one junk food on our plate today. Because today I had sandwiches and chips and cucumbers and carrots and apples. Because half our plate, we followed the guidelines. But again, all foods fit. Yeah. And I'm like, I corrected her. I'm like, nope. This is just a food we have once in a while on special occasions yeah. because it's not a bad food. Yeah. It's still a food. We just have it once in a while. Um, because I agree with you. We can't be restrictive. When it's your cousin's birthday party, yes. have the cake. Well, friends have we go to a friend's Enjoy birthday party. You aren't there. We go yeah. mental. Like you yeah. need to do that because, again, we're, get, we're, we're teaching them this food guilt and this food shame. And that's only going to bring bigger problems later into it's their like into Kai's years. learned now if she's ordering a soda, she'll order a Coke Zero. Perfect. Wow. Because she's yeah. like... Everyone, all my friends have soda. She will choose that because she knows, like today, she's at dog show. If you haven't got your coke, you know, can I have a Fanta? I said, you can, but you've got to share it with Elsie. Yes. Yeah. So you share that Fanta instead yes. of having one to yourself. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's exactly. So you share it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not about saying no, but it's about you yeah. know, limiting everything. It's just a moderation again. Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, I mean, nutrition is such a vast topic, but yes. are there any sort of take-home points you'd like to round up with for the listeners? Yes, like I've been, <laughs> <laughs> like I've been saying the entire time, 
everything in moderation and proper portion, you should be enjoying your food. It should be a pleasurable, positive experience. There shouldn't be guilt around your food. There shouldn't be extreme measures. Um, that That is my take home message, honestly, because and then the other thing too is make sure that who you're listening to, what you're listening to is science-based. And and it's not based on just one study or one short-term or, or one small group of people in this study. It's really asking yourself, because you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family um, to give them the best information that you can. And, and a reminder that as we talked about, just because you're an influencer doesn't mean you have the credibility. Can you be an influencer and have the credibility? Absolutely. But just being an influencer alone does not give you that credibility. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. Just honestly, eat your cake and enjoy it. <laughs> also, if anyone calls themselves an influencer, stop listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we word. came up with it's a new true. name. You say, I'm a Which social one? media. Wait, wait, education. I can't say it. Yeah, educationist. Educators. Yeah. If I correct the I like educationist. Yeah, I, so I, 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 I hate when guys call them influencer or guru. Yeah. Both Do not. I was watching. Not, be yeah. professional. Yeah, call and me by my. I'm, I'm, I'm a student still. I'm not yeah. a guru. You just yeah. keep learning. Yeah, so Maybe when watch. I'm 80. I know. <laughs> it really takes that long. I was watching a YouTube thing recently. I found yeah. told you. And they were introducing the guest. And the guy, and this is a Kenyan guy. Yeah. And this is a Kenyan YouTube. He goes, oh, I'm, a, I'm a fitness influencer. I was like, stop. No, I think I know what you're talking about. I watched the same one. I'm not watching that. No, I hate that. So does anyone calls himself an influencer? No, I'm closing my laptop. I just hate that. No, I hate the word because what are you influencing? Why are you trying to influence people? What's wrong with you? And what is, like, I just go back to, like, what is your integrity? Are you just influencing them, like, with any business that's giving you? Basically, you're just trying to get, you're a marketer, essentially. You're trying to generate income. That's what it is. That's what it means to me. By utilizing a certificate. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, social media and some of the things we hate. To be honest, honestly speaking, social media is uh, great for getting information out there, but yes. too much of the wrong information is getting yeah. out. There. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem. That's Just the problem. Be careful what you pick. Yeah, it's if, true. If, you, if you want to be a bodybuilder. Follow the good bodybuilders. True. Yeah. Don't the good ones. Yeah. Do your don't research on them. Fitness. Reach out to them. Yeah, and just don't follow a fitness do you know what? There is a really good podcast. Yeah. It's called The Bodybuilding Dietitians. So they're registered oh. dietitians in Australia, but we're all bodybuilders. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, nice, that's nice. legit. That's, I yeah. like that. So that's but, a good one. And actually, yeah. where can people follow you, find yes. you? Yes. yes. Okay. So on Instagram, it's time. I'm not an influencer, so I don't have a lot of um, and then also, and it, it's time, like the herb. It's time, yes, yes, like the herb. Yeah. That's right. Thank you for that. So it's um, ITS and then um, underscore and then time T H Y M E. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Ashley Kibuda, and then you can email me at ashley.kibuda at gmail.com. Kibuda is K I B U T H A. We'll put it in our notes. Yeah. Okay, don't Great. worry. So, yeah, yeah. Say underneath. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, Ashley, thank you so, thank you thank so you. much for having me, guys. This was so fun. And I think that there's just so we'll many more podcasts. Back on again. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be nice to get you on with Simon. So we've got a doctor I and know. a dietitian. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't really see a lot of doctors, fitness uh, trainers, mm -hmm. and dietitians really working together. But together. the thing is, you guys, that's a always huge, competition. a huge opportunity for us yeah. to work together yeah. because we all bring a different level of expertise to yeah. the table. Yeah. So it's about 
um, enhancing your ability as a fitness expert, you know, going to the nutrition, going to the doctor when you need the prescription, when you need their medical advice, the surgery, whatever it is, yeah. you know, so, so it's really about this building upon, mm-hmm. each, yeah, True. and that's what I did a lot of as well um, in the US, even getting the chemist yeah. on board, you know, so really the yeah. holistic approach to wellness. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We love it. Yes. All right. Well, we'll catch you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.